Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Well, the All Blacks managed to do what many thought was unthinkable at uh, this time last week in particular. They came into the cauldron of Ellis Park, got the job done, came away 35-23 victors and uh, seriously in line. Uh, for the rugby championship now because uh, it's pretty tough to win over there and not everyone does. So we'll keep an eye on that. The performance was encouraging. Speculation around the future of Ian Foster still surrounds the team though and was only highlighted further by a press conference involving New Zealand rugby CEO Mark Robinson last night. And joining us now is uh, News Hub Sports' Andrew Gordy to help uh, decipher what's going on here. Uh, Gord, are you any the wiser after that press conference? Morning, Smitty. Morning to all the listeners. Uh, the short answer is no, um, and I don't think I don't think anyone can be really. It was just a whole lot of nothing, um, and it really does beg beg the question: What was the point of that? Why were we here? Why did Mark Robinson decide after the All Blacks had just won at Alice Park, and for the first time in a long time, we didn't have people calling for Ian Foster to stand down as All Blacks coach? Finally, they had some breathing room, and then. Uh, Mark Robinson pops up and New Zealand Rugby just sees the opportunity to create a negative headline out of a positive one. It's just astounding, really. Do you think he fronted up there in person because he didn't front up in, in Wellington and got heavily criticised for not even, not, you know, not, not fronting at all? That's exactly the reason he fronted up. Um, written, a, written a piece uh, this morning detailing exactly why he fronted up. And you've hit the nail on the head, Smithy. There was obviously a lot of criticism, and there was a bit of background, which I can explain to your listeners there. There was a hit of that third and, and deciding test against Ireland in Wellington about you know, a month ago now. There was a stint, um, and there were, there were sort of assurances given, I suppose, that if the All Blacks lost that test and therefore lost the series, that Mark Robinson would front up on, on the Sunday. Now, that sort of communication created a, a bit of drama, let's say, in the, in the All Blacks camp. And uh, I think there were a few people that weren't too pleased about plans being made for the event of a defeat, um, which I can, I can completely understand from the point of view of the team and the squad. Um, and so when that came to pass and, and they lost that match, um, there was a big 180 performed and, and Mark Robinson been fronted. Instead, we had uh, a statement which, in my opinion, was poorly worded. Um, and and that didn't help the situation, obviously, off the back of the fact then that Ian Foster, at late notice, um, his press conference was cancelled as well. So there was this omni-shambles that presented itself. And I think genuinely, uh, and, and, I, and I say that, you know, with... with 
<laughs> being genuine here, um, I think they were trying to do the right thing yesterday by fronting up. The, the trouble is that the situation after the third test in Wellington against Ireland and the situation yesterday was completely different. There was not a compelling reason for Mark Robinson to front up. There were not burning questions about uh, Ian Foster's future that, that needed to be answered, I suppose. There w- wasn't a baying crowd, I suppose, saying, what are you going to do about this situation? Because they just literally passed arguably the toughest test in international rugby by beating the Springboks at Ellis Park. It could have waited. You could have let Ian Foster and the team enjoy their moment in the sun and surely, Smithy, surely they deserve that. Surely Ian Smith deserved that after, you know, what's been a really torrid time for him over there. And, you know, the questions that were being raised about his future were legitimate. They needed to be asked. But in that moment, for the first time in a long time, they didn't need to be asked because he had provided a, a pretty compelling counter-argument, I think, to the claims that he shouldn't be the All Blacks coach moving forward. Um, and yet, here he was, Mark Robinson popping up to say absolutely nothing. He couldn't say, yes, I back Ian Foster. He couldn't say, I'm going to sack Ian Foster. If you've got nothing to say, don't say anything at all. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so where do you think Ian Foster sits now, apart from what, probably row 1B on a plane at the moment? Where where does he sit in terms of his job? Well, I mean, I should stress, Smithy, I I don't... There's lots of rumours going around, but we're not really in the the business of rumours, are we? All we can really try and, and draw conclusions from is what Ian Foster has said and what Mark Robinson has said or not said yesterday. So... It is quite clear that the team is going to come home, the New Zealand Rugby Board is going to meet, and they are going to be discussing Ian Foster's future. And the fact that he wasn't there and then yesterday able to uh, give an unequivocal backing to Ian Foster would assume, you know, for, for all your listeners, I suppose, that um, his future is, is far from certain in that regard. Um, and look, if he is not the All Blacks coach, uh, when the All Blacks assemble to face Argentina in a week's time, none of us, including Ian Foster, I think, can be surprised. But the big change from Ian Foster's point of view, and, and this is something that we were, were discussing yesterday, if he believes that the writing is on the wall, his, his situation, and indeed that of anyone who is going to coach the All Blacks, that situation has changed massively in the last 24 hours, you know, or 24 hours or prior to that test at Ellis Park. The idea of Ian Foster... Um, continuing his coaching career anywhere in the wake of a defeat at Ellis Park would have been, you know, hard to imagine, really. His, his coaching career probably would have been over had he lost that game. Um, and it would have made the task for someone like, let's say, uh, Scott Robertson coming in um, a, pretty, a pretty easy one because the expectations were, were so low. That's not the case anymore. Ian Foster has suddenly has... I won't say a strong hand, but it's certainly a much stronger hand than he had uh, prior to that test match. And if he was to walk away now, um, he still has a coaching career ahead of him because you're only as good as your last game, Smithy, and he's just beaten the Springboks at Ellis Park. And that's an attractive option to, to someone. It could still be an attractive option to New Zealand rugby. We'll have to wait and see. But also, if you look at it from Scott Robertson's point of view, the, the person who we all expect New Zealand rugby are going to turn to if they have a vacancy for the All Blacks, that, that prospect is not as attractive, I think, as, as what it was um, for Scott Robertson ahead of that match. Because now he's, he's not taking over a team that had lost, uh, what would it have been, six of their last seven. He's, he's taking over a team that's 
that's really been through some adversity but has then just gone and knocked off the, the world champions in their own backyard. Um, the expectations are higher now than what they were before. So it's, it's a fascinating situation that's, that's unfolded now, and, and not least because of Mark Robinson um, you know, fronting up for an ill-advised press conference yesterday afternoon. Just logically, uh, if, you, if you break it down, I mean, where has he not done his job if you look at that performance? Are you talking about Ian Foster here? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm talking about Ian Foster. If you've got KPIs, I guess what key performance indicators as such, you go to, if he'd have said to Ian Foster two weeks ago, look, you've got to get at least one win there to keep us in the rugby championship, which, uh, you know, uh, I think is probably reasonable. Most sides going over there would love a 50% uh, win rate. Uh, I, I just wonder where has he not met the KPIs that he might have been set two weeks ago under the thumb? Yeah, and, and that's the big question, isn't it, Smithy? We don't know what his KPIs were going into that match. Now, you can probably um, draw your own conclusions based on some of the things that had been that were said and written, um, especially by some, you know, some of my pretty learned colleagues on the grounds. Um, you know, the likes of, of Ollie Ritchie, uh, we had Liam Nates here, Mark Hinton, Gregor Paul. These are all guys who have been covering the beat a long time. And, and the, you would have noticed the theme that was coming, coming from them after, after that defeat um, in the first test in Mbombala. Um, it was almost like a, a ceremonial thing that was, that was happening here. That, um, you know, whatever the results, uh, this is the Ian, Ian Foster. Now, if it was a situation of go over there and win, win one of the two matches and you keep your job, then I think absolutely. He has now provided, like I say, a compelling reason uh, to continue with him. He had said to us, and we all, let's face it, Smithy, we all laughed at him essentially when he said that was our best performance of the year because he could see the progress. Now, um, whether it was their best performance of the year, I'm not sure, but we could all see despite the fact that it was a heavy defeat, there were some signs of progress in that, in that test defeat at Mbombala. And then they come out and pull off a, a performance and a result that I don't think anyone saw coming. Now, if you can do that in the white-hot atmosphere of Alice Park, who are we to argue that he won't now come out and beat Argentina in two tests at home and hang on to the Bledisloe Cup? Um, at that point, he's, he's proved everything. Now, it's, it's now whether he's going to get that chance to prove that the momentum can continue um, is going to be the big question, not only for Mark Robinson, but for the New Zealand Rugby Board now. And, and coming back to that original point, we don't know what his KPIs were. There were a lot of rumours ahead of the start of the international season that if Ian Foster lost, lost the Ireland series and lost both games in South Africa, that that, that would be it for him. That hasn't happened. He got pretty damn close but he has won that crucial last fixture. And, and again, I come back to it. You're only as good as your last game. And based on that last performance, you would have to say that I won't, I won't say that the All Blacks have got getting everything right, but based on that performance, they are heading in the right direction. And they, he's clearly coaching a team which has his support. I mean, look at some of the things that were said after that, after that win on the weekend. Uh, the comments from Artie Savia from Sam Payne and Sam Whitelock this morning. That's another factor, Smithy. It was only meant to be Ian Foster that, that fronted up in South Africa overnight. The fact that Sam Payne and Sam Whitelock did as well, I think really speaks volumes about how they feel about how their coach has been treated by uh, the New Zealand rugby public, probably the New Zealand media, but also New Zealand rugby as well. And I don't think that Payne and, and Whitelock would have fronted up overnight um, 
if, if Mark Robinson had simply remained quiet and uh, and did what we probably all think he, he should have done. <laughs> Do, do we um, do we have to? Does he have to bite the bullet though? I mean, what, was Sam Kane's performance uh, good enough to be in the top fifteen players on the you know starting fifteen? Was it good enough? Uh, people will also say that when it came to the crunch and the chips were down, he wasn't there when that comeback. Yeah, that's that's a really good question, Smithy, and I, and I think that needs a that needs a broader debrief, doesn't it? Like, yep, sure, you can you can take the win in isolation and, and say that's a great result. Um, it will be, I suppose, then up to uh, the All Blacks and and indeed the executive, I suppose, and the board to then analyse, well, uh, just a win doesn't... doesn't uh, is it a win that papers over the cracks or is it a win that, that signals that there is a, a bigger shift going on here and that everything that Ian Foster has been saying actually has some, some truth to it? Um, in terms of individual performances, yeah, not not everyone covered themselves in glory um, on that tour to South Africa, but you would have to say that there were some, you know, markedly improved performances right across the board. I think Sam Kane, you know, I think he did answer a few questions, Smitty, and, and there were others as well. I think, you know, you look at the front row changes that were made, um, you know, I think Tyrell Lomax and Ethan DeGroote really did step up in, in that moment. I think Samasona Takiaho has been probably... You know, one of the one of the few real bright spots I think to to emerge from this tour to South Africa. You know, a, a position like hooker that previously, you know, I think the All Blacks thought they were very very well stocked. And you know, Cody Taylor and Dane Coles being a couple of them, I, I think perhaps we've seen Samasoni Takiaho step past the pair of those two. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Smithy. There were certainly questions over Sam Kane and, and others in that in that loose forward trio. After that first test against South Africa, I think they absolutely stepped up in the second test. Sam Kane, Artie Savia, I think Chan Brazel, you know, that was probably the right change. Um, you know, having him start instead of Akira Iwana. And it was a very good it was a very good loose trio, I think, that the Springboks put up. You know, Dwayne Vermeulen, Peter Stesutoy and, and Sia Khaleesi, that's that's an imposing trio. And they were really made to... And, and look, I think the, the changes that we saw during the match, we had Dwayne Vermeulen pulled after, what was it, about 30, 35 minutes. Sia Khaleesi came off after um, a short time as well. But they forced the Springboks to make changes that they weren't prepared to make. Malcolm Marks came on after half an hour. So that's, that's got to be a, a, a tip of the hat, I think, to, to not only this, this All Blacks team, but, but the coaching staff as well. So And look, we could, we could go on through the entire starting 15. Richie Moana was excellent. Um, Georgie Barrett much improved as well. Um, there were there were improved performances right across the board, and so you know it is it is really hard to sit here and and try and create an argument to say that genuine progress hasn't been made. No, it, it, it's a, I think it's a fair point. I think it's probably the best way to leave it too, Gords. I mean that was a, they finished on and up, um, and they won in a very very difficult environment. So uh, thanks very much for your time. Uh, we shall wait eagerly. Uh, they have to act quickly because Argentina is, what, uh, less than a fortnight away uh, in terms of the match in Christchurch. So, hey, thanks. Thanks so much, uh, Andrew, for your input there and trying to answer a few questions which are uh, odd, odd to say the least. OK, cheers, man. Thank you. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.